Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. If you find value in this show, please take a minute now or after this episode to share it with someone you know. Well, when we last left our heroes, Moses' father-in-law Jethro had helped him to set up a more sustainable form of tribal governance now that they were free from Egypt and weren't living in crisis any longer. And so after Moses had set up this system of judges to organize and minister to the people in smaller groups, he finally had time again to commune with God. Quote, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me an holy nation. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord hath spoken, we will do, end quote. So the people of Israel are in a pretty good spot right now. They have an introductory system of government and religion set up. Their prophet is in direct contact with God, and they are eager to listen and follow. It seems like they've come a long way since the days when they were whining and complaining to Moses about how hard the journey from Egypt had been every day. It seems like they were finally ready to trust in God and to be his holy people. Quote, and the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people, and sanctified the people. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount, end quote. So the people now have been washed, sanctified, have committed to listen to all the words of the Lord and to Moses, and they are now standing at the base of Mount Sinai, where they can see and hear God speaking to Moses. God then proceeds to instruct Moses on the Ten Commandments, as well as additional guidelines for how the Israelites should live their day-to-day lives. Quote, and Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord hath said will we do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, and builded an altar under the hill, and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he took the book of the covenant, and read in the audience of the people, and they said, All that the Lord hath said will we do, and be obedient. End quote. Well, all the pieces seem to be in place now for Israel to be successful. They've committed themselves to God, seen him communing with Moses, and had an extensive book of law to govern their daily lives delivered from the mouth of God himself to them. So with everything in place and the people having been spiritually fed and as close to God as ever before in their lives, Moses returns to the mountain to commune with God again, to return even more instruction from the Lord. And this time, he stays for 40 days and 40 nights, leaving the people with a new book of the covenant and the judges to take care of them. Well, while Moses is up with the Lord, learning how to construct a tabernacle for the Lord to be able to continue to commune with Moses and the people during their upcoming journey to the promised land, the people's faith and obedience 
quickly begins to falter. Quote, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we know not what has become of him. End quote. The people aren't even referring to Moses anymore as their prophet or holy man sent from God to deliver them. He's been reduced to the man that brought us up out of Egypt. And they aren't content with following the new law that Moses just delivered, that they literally witnessed God giving it to Moses just days or weeks earlier. They've already fallen from their spiritual peak. And now they want new gods to follow. Aaron capitulates with this request and builds them a golden calf to worship, which they then put together a festival to celebrate. Quote, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto. And said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. End quote. Well, what a tragedy. The people of Israel who God has covenanted with to protect and deliver ever since the days of Abraham. The people who have seen the hand of God work mighty miracles in freeing them from Egypt and making bread rain down from heaven and water shoot forth from rocks. The people who had sanctified themselves to hear the word of the Lord and covenanted back with God to keep all his commandments. This same people has now chosen to create and follow worldly gods, giving them the credit for their happiness. As you read these chapters, it's painful to watch the Israelites flip-flop so quickly from being devoted followers of God to caring only about worldly things, their golden calf. But isn't this kind of exactly what happens to you and me? Do we ever find ourselves on a spiritual high note, perhaps after an amazing church service, or we've seen a miracle and our lives occur, or we just participated in a spiritually uplifting church conference? And we redouble our commitment to the Lord. We make plans on how to follow Christ more fully in our lives. And then days or weeks later, we're back to our same daily life, focusing on our work, our video games, our social media, our shopping, our streaming services, our status as an influencer, our investment portfolio, or in other words, our own golden calves. Why is it so hard for us, like it was for the Israelites, to maintain our faith and commitment to God as we navigate through all the distractions of the world? Why are we so quick to forget the spiritual moments that we've had in the past? Well, the world we live in is a noisy place. All of the stimulants we encounter on a daily basis bring us instant pleasure or satisfaction, and it can be easy to let them drown out the still small voice of the Lord. One of the big Ten Commandments that God delivered to Moses was, quote, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, or his wife, or his ox, or anything that is thy neighbor's. This becomes nearly impossible to do when we see on Instagram everyone showing off their house, their car, their vacation, their new toy, their amazing life. How are we supposed to be content with our own? We have to pursue our own golden calf in order to keep up with everyone else. And eventually, the demands on our time and attention to keep up with the world squeeze out any time we might have had available to focus on God, leaving us like the, the Israelites who, quote, have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it, 
and have sacrificed thereunto. Well, hopefully the fact that I'm making this podcast episode today, and you're listening to it, means that you and I haven't completely lost our focus on the Lord just yet, and our desire to accept our Savior's invitation to follow Him. But we've all seen friends or family members who have gone down that path, and I bet that if we're honest with ourselves, we probably aren't as close to God as He would like us to be. I bet we're not quite as sanctified as He needs us to be to continue building the kingdom of God and ensure the salvation of ourselves and those around us. I bet we've probably already forgotten some of the lessons we learned just three weeks ago as we sat down to listen to our prophet speak at the recent general conference. So what's the solution? I don't know. That's probably different for each one of us. But maybe the most important lesson that we can learn from the people of Israel is that we're all vulnerable. We're all at risk of falling victim to the temptations and allures of the world. There's a reason why the first commandment the Lord delivered to Moses was, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's a reason why Jesus Christ taught his disciples that the greatest commandment was that, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. When we allow other gods into our lives, we tarnish our status as a peculiar treasure unto God. We become a slightly less holy nation. So let's you and me strive to remember each day who we are, who we want to be, who our true God is, and the direction we really want our lives to go in. And then let's do whatever we have to, to never lose that focus and sanctify ourselves this day to be with our God and accept our Savior's invitation to come follow me today. Thank you for listening today. Please take a moment to share this episode with someone you care about, and I'll see you next week.